Welcome to the Parenting Breakdown. I am your host, Rachel. I am a mom, a social worker, and a consultant to some of the most high pressure and competitive schools in the country. And I'm your co-host, Matt. I am Rachel's husband and also an executive leadership coach. And I work with folks all around the country who are trying to figure out how they can be the best versions of themselves. And when I think about this podcast, it's really coming from the same approach. How can we be the best versions of ourselves as parents? We're going to get into that today as we are going to each week through a listener question. So we want to just thank everybody for being here today. We're so excited to continue talking about all things parenting and let's get to it. That sounds great. What do you have for us on tap today, Rach? All right. So this week I have a question which hit really close to home from a listener who said that they just got back from a really challenging school break and they're spiraling, looking at everyone else's vacation pictures and saying, what am I doing wrong over here? Help. Oh my gosh. That sounds terrible. I definitely have been there very recently. Yeah. Yeah. We just got back from a challenging vacation. Well, let's not call it a vacation, a challenging trip, which we will talk about. But I want to say, first of all, to this person that shared this question and to everyone listening, you are not alone. If you're sitting there thinking like, oh, God, we just got back from this long weekend or week off and it was hard. You're not alone. You're not alone. And I think we need to redefine the word vacation pre-kids and post-kids. Yes. Because really, vacation after you have children is just a whole other beast altogether. Yes. Yes, it is. What do you think about that? I think that vacation implies relaxation. Mm. And I think leaving your routines that are very comforting, even to us as grownups, but certainly to children and traveling, while maybe exciting, is not relaxing. And when you say that, it makes me think of all the times before we had kids, Mm. whenever we would have a three-day weekend, and I'd be like, oh, this is going to be amazing. I cannot wait to stay up extra late on Sunday night, (laughs) sleep in on a Monday morning. And now it's, gosh, what is it? Doom? Yeah, well. Terror? What what hits my heart when I see that on the calendar? Well, I think part of it is the expectations that we have, right? Of course, it changes when we're pre-kids, post-kids, when we're going away. Again, what should we call it? Let's call it a trip. That's what I think, you know, it is, not a vacation. But we're going into these trips with ideas of what it should be. Right. That's the whole social media part that this this person is talking about, that we have these ideas in our minds of what like a good vacation is, what a successful vacation is, what kinds of pictures. Right. right? What show that you're having a great vacation. Show to all of your friends how what an awesome time you're having and, and by therefore what an awesome parent you are because you're able to actually provide this experience for your kids. Right. Right, right. I think this question and part of why I love it so much is it speaks to the larger culture that we are parenting within, which is chasing the next external marker of success to prove to ourselves and the world that we are doing this right. This person uses the word wrong in Mm. this. And I find that really interesting. This idea of am I doing it wrong? which means that there's a right way and a wrong way. And the right way is the pictures on social media. And the wrong way is the reality of your life. Oh, well, and let's just talk about the the fantasy of the right way for yeah. one second. 
Yeah. So I guess the right way. And it's way, a cultural fantasy. It's a right? cultural fantasy of the right way. It's kind of joyous. Every day is a new adventure. It's, there's lots of laughing. Dad's in the sand getting buried, you know. Sure. Exciting adventures that the children can come back and tell their friends at school about. And everyone like, feels a blissful sense of rejuvenation after upon <laughs> leaving when in fact it really feels so often that like you need a vacation after oh, your trip. it is such a trite cliche well, but it's it, so true but it feels real and what does that mean that means that you just feel so spent right? yeah it's exhausting and what's even crazier is that i grew up going on no vacations right right i didn't i didn't grow up with a whole lot and yet somehow now i'm looking at this the exact same way it's almost right. like my entire yeah. childhood where I went to a Washington, D.C. for a weekend, and that was, like, pretty exciting. I think that was the only vacation I took until, I don't even know, high school maybe? Right. And, you know, and I don't look upon my childhood as lacking because I, I didn't have those. For that be- reason. Yeah. For- <laughs> <laughs> well, but that's an important piece, I think, is that whatever it was, whether you went on the most, like, amazing beach vacations or you went nowhere – those moments, that weekend or that week, is not what's going to make or break your sense of your childhood or your life, right? It's like, whether it's amazing or whether it's horrible, it passes. Yeah, I I think it feels so challenging because I think we really want to give our kids this amazing experience and also give ourselves this amazing experience. Yeah. And I think there's a sense of if I had enough money Mm -hmm. or if I had enough more resources, then I could really have the vacation. Or if I had a kid that behaved differently, right? right? There's right. that whole piece of right. it too, that right. it's like you could have the all the resources and the dream vacation. And then you're like, doesn't this kid appreciate, right? How dare this kid be having a tantrum or be having- Well, and I think that that's the most ironic thing when I'm coaching executives who yep. are powerful and lead companies, they'll talk to me about their own kids and how even though they can- you know, shape the destinies of the people that work for them. When they come home, they're at the mercy of their children and who don't really give a shit what their job is. Exactly. And in fact, we'll throw it in their face. Yeah. It's the most leveling thing and the most like humbling thing, I think, for parents a lot. And I work with some parents in uh, the high achieving school communities who have very, very high profile jobs who have a lot of people reporting to them who can snap their fingers and make things happen who are used to people you know wanting to be on their good side and and then they come home to their 13 year old who's just not impressed by any of that right so yeah kids are not going to get in line with what we want them to do they're not going to be compliant just because we take them on a fancy trip and so i guess the purpose of this conversation and this question is just and i think the purpose of this podcast is to bring those ugly truths to light yeah right where it's like we're all struggling we all want the best for our kids we all want to be happy we all want to have blissful vacations And I think the expectations versus what we experience every day are sometimes very different. And the more that we can talk about it and the more that we can be in solidarity with one another that, you know, you try so hard to have kids. And then as soon as you do, you realize how hard it is and you think about, gosh, I can't believe I had no clue. Right. About this. You, You sort of think about some of the issues when you have a kid, but you don't nearly think about 
losing yourself in the process and mm. losing your own enjoyment in the process. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And how yeah. do you actually do that without sounding selfish or a bad person or just careless when in fact is like, yeah, if you're not happy and if you're not doing well, then it's going to take a toll on your kids. And maybe that you think about what, what does actually vacation means, which yeah. I think is fairly relevant to us because of the time that we just had. Do you want to talk a little bit about our vacation that we just had? And I'll say vacation in quotes. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, and again, I, I, I think what you were just saying that so much of this is about expectations that we have right. that trickle into our parenting. There's like the labor of the day to day and then on top of that, there is the suffering that comes from the discrepancy between what we think it's supposed to look like versus what the reality is, right? And so I think that's uh, that's a lot of what was coming up for me on our vacation. Right. So we went to the Berkshires. Which is a part of Massachusetts that's really beautiful. Beautiful. Just beautiful. There's not much to do. It's, it's very bucolic. It's pretty yeah. nature if you're really into hiking. Yeah. That's, it's a great place I love, to go. Let's talk about pre-post kids. I love hiking. Right. I did so much hiking. Right. Yeah. No hiking now. Not so fun. For Not so fun with the family. No. Our family. No. But I've seen on social media that other people <laughs> exactly. love exactly. to go hiking. That's what I was kids. just about to say. <laughs> oh my gosh. I feel like there's a couple people in my mind right now that I could picture their posts, right? It comes at us and you're like, man, if only that were my kid. Right. And like, what am I doing wrong? Those questions, those reactions do not go away. Right. That's one thing that I think is really important when we're like naming the hard things in talking about parenting throughout the whole trip. I would have those thoughts of if only if only we had kids that wanted to hike. Or, you know, if only we had a kid that could kind of hang with transition more. Like, and I do want to say that if anything that's Rachel saying right now is feeling like it's ringing true in your heart, you should feel free to email us at parentingbreakdown at gmail.com because mm. we love to hear from you. We love your questions. We really want to bring this community, your thoughts to the show because I think as we're saying, you're not alone in this, no. right? You're not alone in your misery and you can love your kids to the moon and back, which is actually a children's book I can't stand, <laughs> but, but you can and still really despise aspects of parenting and feel really resentful of it and that you're you're an okay you're an okay person you're, you're okay and that, that part of the path of moving from having our feet stuck in the mud on despising it is recognizing that we're not alone that this ideal we're trying to reach is not real it's it's fictitious it's like this perfectionistic thing and that actually can give us the space to start to be like what do we have in front of us who are the people in my family what are we doing what's important to us so it's not just getting like pulled into the force of the social media world well and i think you're right and the more that you can actually see your kids and who they are and yeah. what their needs are and actually start basing your ideas and thoughts around what you want to do as a family from their interests, you know, and goes, yours and yours, but it goes a long way, but needing to take their thoughts into consideration. Cause I think oftentimes too, with vacations, it's like, you know, you love the beach, right? I love the beach. And so does the little one and, but not the big guy. <laughs> no. And so the idea, if you were like, we're going to the beach for a week, he would be miserable. Well, it right? depends. We had a really good beach vacation this summer, but that's because we also had other things to do that you and him could go do, right? right. So it's shout out to Cape Cod and mini golf. 
<laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so right. We have to let go of the ideal. We have to like recognize it. Like we took a hike. Let's talk about the hike we right. took. It started out great. It started out so great. So our little guy who is really interested in altitude. Uh-huh. And so I. All we, things numbers. Yes. There's a, a mountain in the Berkshires called Mount Greylock. It's the highest point over there. And it's about 3,000 feet high, which is pretty high for us East Coasters. Right. Yeah. East Coasters. Yeah. And so anyway, we knew that that would be of interest to him. We could turn the little altitude function on. He could see us. In going. the so, car, yeah. In the car. I had a great idea that we'd go for a hike. I had a vision of this. And I knew, let's keep it short, 0.7 tenths of a mile. <laughs> That's what short we were trying to do. Little, a big kid was willing to do it, shockingly, because sure, sure. usually would not be, but yeah. he was somehow willing yeah. to do it. And we started, and it was great, right? It, it was. was like a really nice yeah, first part of the hike. Was. And I was like, look at us. Right, look we at could us. be that family. Totally. I have the proof on my phone because those moments exist. Right. Right. I think when we start to get into the like, this isn't what it's supposed to be, we can lose sight of the actual. Yeah, no, I, I was there too. It was, we were hiking. There were no one, there were no tears. No, it was, everyone was having a good time. Up to a point. We got to the summit. It was beautiful. Sure. We took some pictures up there. Everyone sure was feeling pretty good about themselves yeah. and excited. We should have just turned around and went back the way we came. We should have. What did we do? Well, we kept following the blue markers on the trees, but somehow it turned into another trail. Which was a loop, which was supposed to be, was, the, but it was not, it was right. 0.7 miles. So little guy's just starting to lose it because it's not 0.7 miles. He's starting to tell us that his body can't move anymore because right. his legs are tired. We just hiked up. A, we have no idea how much longer it's going to be. No idea. Right. right. So all are to we say actually on the right path, we everybody starts melting down. Sure. But I mean, little, little guy. I held it together though. <laughs> no, you did what you, when you get anxious, What's that? you bolt. No, so, I, <laughs> oh my God. So oh, I feel the tire treads over Bolting. I was looking to see if we could see the road. I understand. But in your, at your anxious pace, oh. way ahead. So then the, both the children are like with me being like one little kid is really upset. Big kid's getting anxious because little kid's so sure. upset. And anyway, I, meanwhile, and I'm, I'm, like, I'm the lookout. Yeah. Oh, that's looking a fun, for the yeah. road. I'll switch lookout with you. Any I'm taller. <laughs> I can see further. This all makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. So by the time we got back to the car, Whew, I don't know why we're talking about this. Now I'm getting <laughs> depressed again. <laughs> when we, by the time we got back to the car, we made it though. Yeah. We made it. We made it back to the car. Amazing. Everyone was just miserable. Everyone got to eat their weight in gummy bears. That was the, that was how I could satisfy the moment. Right. And I think we both made some conscious decisions okay. to not make it worse. Right. We could have made it worse. How easily. so? How so? Because this was a tough situation. This was a disappointing situation. And either of us could have started to take that out on each other. Could have been like, God, why can't we just take a hike like a normal family, quote unquote, right? Like we could have started to be critical. We could have started to raise our voices. Wait, who decided to go on this hike in the first oh, place? Oh, I could have gotten the blame because it was definitely me, right? Um, I'm glad you're admitting <clears throat> that now, though. And instead, <laughs> we made choices to kind of calm things down, give everyone some gummy bears. Okay, we're going to go get lunch. That was hard. We made it through, right? We adjusted our tone. That's such a big point of communicating, like calm with kids, right? Right. We didn't lose our shit we when were the they steady. were freaking out. Right. And that really helped. We stayed calm. Right. And we don't always, but we did in this moment. 
These moments happen. Like we cannot sanitize our lives. Like these pictures we see, right? These like two dimensional pictures where everything is like so just like pristine and smiley. And meanwhile, we know that like kids are getting bribed to like smile, whatever the conditions are that are allowing for this. That is not real life. And if that were real life, then it'd be like Barbie world before the, the feet fall flat. There wouldn't be opportunities for connection, growth, challenge. These are the things that make our lives rich and we can't have one side of those things without the other. Like wow. life is, it's true though. Well, you're, you convinced me. So I think that that was, <laughs> I'm impressed. So it means we have to kind of hold steady during the hard moments Right. And I think that that's the key is like these pictures do not communicate reality. They are just a manifestation of a perfectionistic and capitalistic and consumeristic culture. And they don't speak to the contours of our lives. Well, we want to hear about your worst trip. (laughs) So feel free to email us again. Parentingbreakdown at gmail.com. Let us know about your worst trip, why it was miserable. We are here to have your back and support you in it. You are not alone. And I think just knowing that you're not alone hopefully can bring a little solace to your heart. Yeah. And a lot of what I work with parents on is having compassion for ourselves that things are hard. And if we can start to do that, if we can start to be vulnerable and acknowledge that like many of us are suffering in these ways, right? Many of us are, you know, pretending things are fine when there's many cracks, there's cracks in the facade, right? And the more we can kind of lean into that and acknowledge that and not have that be a problem, we can start to find joy, find gratitude, be curious, like, okay, what did go wrong on this trip, right? What did we learn and have that kind of a stance? So we can make decisions to like feel it, honor it and walk ourselves through it so we can learn from it. Now that we've discovered the answer, (laughs) does that mean that all our vacations moving forward are going to be awesome? No, it doesn't. Doesn't mean they're going to be awesome, but can we get better at handling the non-awesome? That's the question, because what do we really want for our kids? In the research around high achieving school community is one of the things that comes up is challenges with healthy coping. So kids get a bad grade and it's like life is over, right? Like I So basically you're saying that bad vacations are actually good. Yes. If we're talking about what's good for our kids, well- Depends on how the adults around them relate to the bad vacation. Okay. That is the that is what matters. So if a vacation is bad. Now and you make the, me feel better. <laughs> if a vacation is disappointing, if it's a hard vacation, but the adults are around the kids are being resilient themselves, are practicing compassion themselves, are modeling that like, eh, sometimes vacations aren't the best. Sometimes we go for a hike and... We lose our way and people freak out. Sometimes it happens. Then, yes, we can build our kids' resilience because one of the best things that parents can do all around, but particularly in the high-achieving, high-stress communities that I work with, is help kids to have a sense that setback does not equal devastation. You heard it here, folks. To allow their kids to have hard times and see that it's okay and they can get through it, right? How can you lean into that and have that be an example of just what life is? Sometimes life is not what we want it to be. And can we be gracious and okay around that? That sounds like pretty sage advice. 
All right. Welcome back. We are going to get into our next segment where we talk about the highlights for the week, parenting highlights and lessons learned. And we've talked a lot, Matt, right, about why we named this because originally we were like wins and fails, but we changed that, right? Exactly. Yeah. And we changed it for a reason. We changed it because we want to be thinking about this as growth, building new muscles to show up in the ways that we want to be. And so we're trying to get out of that paradigm. I do have a whiteboard, though, in our house (laughs) who has more wins and more (laughs) losses. So just so you know. Right, right. Oh, great. I'd love to see that tally. (laughs) You're winning. (laughs) Oh, all right. Great. Fantastic. You had mentioned on our first episode that we're really interested in hearing about things that you've done as a parent. When we're talking about a highlight, something that you feel proud of. This isn't something great that your kid has done or an award that they've won. It's not about, it's about you, actually. It's about how you're showing up and how you're acting in a moment. Right. And for lessons learned, same thing, right? It's about something that you maybe are like... That wasn't my best moment. And I never have those. So, (laughs) and thinking, you know, what can we do differently? Because one of the things that we know in our high achieving school communities is that mistakes are related to as disasters, right? And so we want to build the muscle of we're not perfect. Sometimes we make mistakes and that's okay. So, when it comes to highlights for this week, Rach, what comes to your mind? Yeah. Well, I was thinking about a moment when we were away. Okay. On the amazing vacation. I remember that. <laughs> and it was actually a moment where I was going to lose it with you a little bit. Oh. I know. Oh, wow. Shocking, right? Man. Never happens. Yikes. And that day, it had been a really long day, and you were exhausted. I could see it in your eyes. And we were in a moment where everything was kind of calm, right? Little guy who had been really on edge all day was, was calm. The vibe was good. And I was feeling a sense of like, okay, we're getting through this. And then every time I looked up at you, it was like a whirlwind of anxiety and frustration and all of these negative feelings. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) And my initial reaction was to feel annoyed at you. Like, my God, just don't, don't spread some bad vibes, man. Like, don't bring that energy here. We're actually having a calm moment. And then I took a deep breath and I thought about it and was like, this man needs a break. This man is exhausted. And so that's what I said to you, right? I said, we had just ordered food. And I said, why don't you go get the food and just take a little time to yourself? Cause you look like you really need a break. And you did and you left. And then when you came back, you were in like a better place. You had gotten a little space. You had given yourself whatever pep talk you had given yourself and you came back with some better vibes. That's your, do you remember that? I do remember that. And it's funny because it's actually my parenting highlight of the week is similar to that, but it was actually with regard to taking you up on your advice Mm. because I had been up with the kids all morning. That's yep. right, probably since 5 a.m. Yep. It was a very long day. Yep. And I felt at that moment pretty offended that you were kind of telling me to hit the bricks because mm-hmm. I had been holding it down and I had been doing great. Yep. And I sort of took that a little bit personally that somehow that something that I was doing in the face of what was a really hard moment wasn't up to snuff. And mm. when you said it, 
your heart may have been in the right place, but it... <laughs> the tone didn't quite I, match it. I mean, let's, it, it, it wasn't like a gentle, warm breeze. Of, yeah, I'm uh, sure. I'm sure. Why don't you take a walk now? It yeah. seems like you've got... It was a little bit sharper than that. cutting. And yeah. I think that there was for a moment, I wanted to be like, why don't you take a walk? But... That would have been I terrible. I would have been like, great. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> that, right, that wouldn't have been worked out well for me at all. So, but I did, right? I, I heard you. I knew your intent. And I did take the walk. And it, it was good. And it was five or ten minutes. But yeah. it did really help to come back. And I was in a better place. Just and, get a little space for yourself. Yeah, and, it, and that's really what it comes down to. So I'm glad that we both were able to kind of figure out how to show up in that moment. Yeah. And I think our kids benefited from it, right? And I think that's something that you and I work really hard on being on the same page in those moments, right, of making eye contact. And if one of us is in a place where we're really grumpy or really having a hard time to give each other the like, I see you, I see you, you need some yeah. space. And it might not always, I'm sure you're right, that it did not come out in the most gentle way. I'm sure there was a little, little toot in the yeah, voice, probably. right? Yeah, hello. But a I smidge. think <laughs> it's always a highlight for me when one of us recognizes that the other person is in need of a break and mm. offers that because I think it's one of the best things that we can offer each other as yeah. parents is recognizing like you are spent and we're not going to always do it in the most gentle, perfect way. But I love what you're saying that you, you accepted the invitation, even if it wasn't perfectly <laughs> delivered. And then you came back in a better place. Yeah, then that was great. And then I probably was grumpy after that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Because <laughs> that's how it goes. What about lessons learned? Oh, man, a lot of lessons to be learned. Well, I think the first lesson to be learned is based off on the trip that we just. Yeah, did. we talked a lot about lessons learned from the trip. Right. But I think one thing specifically that yeah. we learned on the trip is our youngest son has an incredibly hard time with daylight saving time. So for many of us, while daylight saving time is something that's an annoyance, for him, it's something that's like a global disturbance, like it's, it's like a disturbance in the force. Yeah. And this poor kid, it was he was waking up at 430 every oh, day God. on the know, vacation, on the vacation. <laughs> we wanted to know what the what is the real time, which is a very existential question when mm -hmm. you get into it. Yes. Like what actually is time and yeah. right. And like, yeah. where did the other time go? I mean, yeah. these are fair questions. Totally. We don't have answers to. Yeah. And when was it going to feel normal again? Yeah. Yeah. And so I think one thing that we learned as our pivot it is that let's not plan we know vacations are hard to start with let's not plan them to coincide exactly with when this global disturbance is going to happen in his bones because our chances of trying to create a situation in which he could flourish and thrive we want to set him up for success and we yeah. didn't really do that this week yeah i think that instead of being furious at ourselves about that or annoyed at him we learned that and now we have lots of possibilities there's lots of ways we could structure that next time there's like different things we could do besides going away, all four of us somewhere where he doesn't have any preferred activities right. for a bunch of days. Yeah. So, yeah, I think there was a lot of lessons learned. I think that as parents of children in general, but particularly an autistic kid in a neurotypical world, we are constantly learning lessons about yeah. what environments work and don't work for him about what he needs like it is if it is a constant but that's also applicable to everyone right even yes, you know i coach 100%. people all the time that we're talking about what are the environments in your work that yeah. you need to be successful right everyone is actually really specific about what they need we just often don't have the language to express it right and i think the hard moments are often needs being expressed mm, right like so 
we can look at what were some of these hard moments that happened with our family? What were some of the most challenging times, right? And what can we learn about what our kids' behaviors and what our own behaviors were telling us about what we actually need? Well, I think that's a a really nice way to end that segment. And I really appreciate doing this episode with you because even though we talk about this stuff all the time, we have these conversations and new things ring true to my, my ears. So Listeners, I appreciate you listening to us. And Rachel, I thank you for sharing what your thoughts because it's, I always learn something, you know. I'm so glad to be able to do this with you too. And folks, please send us emails, send us your questions, send us your stories, send us your frustrations. You can email us at parentingbreakdown at gmail.com. And until next time, keep cat, it real. Catch it on the flip side. <laughs>